from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. Just saw a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no! That drunk guy just hit my child! It is okay. I have a clown nose. Clown nose, just put one on and you can do anything. Wanna run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam! Everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. As much fun as an electric can opener to the scrotum, two douchebags in a microphone. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Hmm. How do you tell when you're out of invisible ink? Huh. I may never know. Douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in. Hey, who took a dump in the cooler? Hello, everybody. This is Two Douchebags in Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Rob, uh, I think we're all well aware that uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, right? Yes, yes. Just around the corner, peeking at us. We know it's there. Yes, and you threw a little something out on the last podcast. Yes, I I've did. I've been waiting for this. Yes. So I'm going to start off with a couple of stories about Valentine's Day, and then I'm going to go into what I talked about yes. on the last podcast. Well, I just yes. posted a podcast, so it won't be the last one. It'll be the one before it. So um, the last one I posted right after we done it because it was right after both championship games, and it was kind of time right, sensitive. Right. So I just I posted it immediately because it it holds a little bit more value like that you know the game yeah time, time sensitive time yes, sensitive yeah so um, anyhow um, well a south the uh, South Jersey pet shelter is making his this uh, dark twisted fantasy fantasy um, a a kind of uh, kind of a reality for a fifty dollar donation Blackwood's home homeward bound pet adoption center will neuter your ex, which entails performing the surgery on a feral cat that they've named after your ex-partner before placing it back in the wild. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, 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 no you right. get it, you name it your ex, and then they neuter it because you're saying they need yeah. neutered, they don't need to reproduce. It's a pretty good little gimmick to get people to, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of corny, I know, but you know what? You're helping animals out, and also, you could always, like, uh, make sure that your ex found out that you named a cat after her and had it neutered. That might be kind of, yeah, that might be kind of fun, too, right, Rob? Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, 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 I'd get some enjoyment out of that. Hey, oh, I got a few I could do that too, and uh, really, really get a couple of hee hee ha ha's and uh, a warm feeling in my belly over it. So, uh, and then at the same time, 
This is for Valentine's Day, and this was done last year, only this is a different place that's doing it, and it's slightly different. The San Antonio Zoo was offering a special Valentine's Day greeting for exes who just won't bug off. <laughs> for $10, the zoo will name a cockroach after your not-so-special someone and feed it to an animal, a cold but direct message that you're no longer interested. <laughs> The, the annual Cry Me a Cockroach fundraiser will support the zoo vision of securing a future for wildlife in Texas and around the world. The San Antonio Zoo says on its website, Those not into bugs can choose a vegetable for 5 bucks or a rodent for 25 instead. All donors will, will, will receive a digital Valentine's Day card showing their support for the zoo. They can also opt to send their ex-boo a digital Valentine's Day card informing them that a cockroach, rodent, or veggie was named after them and fed to an animal. Those with an especially stubborn ex can pay for an extra $150 upgrade, which includes a personalized video message to the recipient showing their cockroach, rodent, or vegetable being devoured by the animal. I fucking love that, Rob. <laughs> the annual event is a hit. Uh, Clyde I Pere bet it is. Clyde I bet it is. <laughs> Clyde Perez, the zoo's director of public relations, told CNN last year they received more than 8,000 donations from all 50 states and over 30 different countries. Right now, we're on track to break last year's record with Zach, Ray, and Adam being the most submitted X names so far. Zach, Ray, and Adam? I guess, okay, those must be dick names, I guess, huh? Well, it better not be. I have a son named Ray. Oh, okay. Well, he's the exception, you know. Um, to participate, you'll need to submit your ex's name. Well, right and he just bought his first home, so, you know, he's okay. doing good. No, he is what I call the alternate universe Ray, okay? Like, I, I, I had an old boss named Mike that was a complete fucking cocksucker, just a fucking asshole, a psychopath, uh -huh. okay? But then... I knew another Mike is just a complete dickweed, another one that's a complete asshole. Then you have the alternate universe Mike, the one that's nothing like the rest. They're fucking gold. Okay? Right. Um, Bob is another one. Um, not you. You're, you're Rob. You don't go by Bob. But um, one of my best friends ever, he passed away. He was like a second father to me. His name right. was Bob. He was the alternate universe Bob. The other Bobs that I knew were all fucking dickheads. Every one of them were assholes. And you see what I mean? I see that. Yeah. See yeah. That. So I always called him like the alternate universe bad name. So Ray is the ultimate universe Ray. You see? All these yeah, other Rays were these luminizers. He's doing really good. He's turned his life around now good. that he's getting older. You know? And he's doing great. I'm okay. proud of him. Excellent. Well, Ray, we um, I don't know if you listen or not. We hope so. We hope you support your pops. But um, anyhow, and his weird friend Mark. Um, but anyhow, if you hear this, we're uh, we're proud to you. Knew his mom. Job. Did I? Yeah, Denise. Oh, the one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <Right> my oldest. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well. No, he, he's doing good, man. Him and his girlfriend just bought their first house. And, and coincidentally, Denise was good friends with my ex. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised to see them hanging out one day. I'm like, huh? And they're like, hey, we're friends. And I go, I, wait a minute. I know you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyhow, okay. Um, so... No, no, me and Denise are still on good terms. We chat every now oh, and then. That's I how got, I, yeah. The last so. I knew, I thought you guys hated each other. I apologize. Denise, you're fine with me. I never had a problem with you. No, we, we made up. We, hey, we're older now, you know. And, no, I know. I haven't made up with my ex. But I then no there were some things that went down that she did not know. You know, so. Okay. Okay. We well, worked it out. I, worked, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, jumped, and, I jumped the gun. I thought it was still like that. Denise is fine with me. I think she's really nice. Yeah, no, she, she's, yeah, she's doing good. Good. Well, that's good to hear. Good. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, my ex is not doing good. 
<laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but anyhow, I can tell you that off the air. Um, um, anyhow, um, okay. Um, Jeffy X, in true fashion, um, yes. found out about these uh, Valentine's Day promos, and he did some uncovering. And he went down to the Hallmark Labs or wherever, and he uncovered Valentine's Day cards that didn't make the cut. These are ones that they had and that they put out, and they had like focus panels and groups that listened to them or watched them or read them and said, no, we don't think that's a good idea. So, um, and then, you know, as soon as they took a dump on them, you know, Hallmark or whoever said, okay, well, we're not going to release these. Well, Jeffy X, again, risking his life getting these before they hit the dumpster, before they shred them up, he got us a list of Valentine's Day cards that, uh, that they were going to try to put out, but then they failed the, uh, the groups, the focus groups, okay? And uh, like Jeffy X, I, he already got his bat suit. He already got his... Uh, um, yep. Um, he already got his Sergeant Peppers. He, always, he already yep. got his embroidered underwear. Uh, with a special yep. Stephen Piercy of the Glam Band Rat pouch on the inside of his uh, underwear so he can fill and fool as much as he wants. You can put three or four socks in there if he wants, but we're sure that Jeffy X does not need anything to look better down there because um, he's Jeffy oh, X. Oh, no, he don't. Yeah. He don't. But we, uh, Rob no, left he, the he opportunity. Came pick, he came picked everything up. Yeah, he don't. Okay. Well, as soon as I see him, um, I'm going to have to give him some money because we don't break the law here at Two Douchebags right. on the phone. And I won't buy him 10 pounds of uh, cocaine and uh, and um, 80 hookers or whatever I'm up to. But if he, chooses <laughs> to do, if he chooses to do that on his own, he can use the money I give him for that because of all the work he does for us. And like always... I was uh, I was like printing off some boarding passes and shit for our vacation coming up, right? And all of a sudden I get a bing, and it's like, oh shit, that's an important that's an important bing, you know? I had I have the mail tagged on certain people. I look over there, it's Jeffy right. X, and like always, get this in ten minutes or poof, it's gone. So I downloaded it real quick and I printed it out and I got it right here. So anyhow, awesome. and then ten minutes, boom, it was gone. And so was Jeffy X, like always. Um, this is Valentine's Day cards that did not make it that Jeffy X has uncovered. Roses are red, violets are blue. I just got tested at the free clinic, and so should you. Can That's you, a classic. Can you believe I didn't make it, Rob? That's a classic. I know. How could You can't say love any better than that. No, you can't. I know that that is like L O V E. That's the fucking love, man. I, I, I'm I'm thinking of you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that this doesn't progress like it did on me. Right. You know? Trying to nip it in the bud, you know. The old right. blister got infected or whatever, and like now I'm fucked, you know. You know, fucking balls ready to fall off or whatever, you know. And you're trying to do this person a favor. And so I, you know, Rob, I don't know, I don't know where they get these prudes at, and I'm not making excuses for them. I think it's horrible that they would deny the public a beautiful, sentimental Valentine's Day Yeah, that, that one right there is beautiful. I know it really. it, it, it's beauty in its truest form. It's like a horse galloping in the field in the sunrise would do, right? Okay, maybe not. Yep. <laughs> Next one. No, it's pretty close. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty close. close, yeah. <laughs> Hickory Dickory Dock. Why is there a blister on my cock? I, Another I, great I, one. That is beautiful. Another I'm, great one. I'm almost shedding a tear, Rob. Almost shedding a tear. That was so Me too. Cool. Man, I don't know what's wrong with people these days, but they just don't have feeling and emotion like they used to, right? That's why he sent this list to us. Yes. He wanted to make sure that this got out, that they were going to release these, but yeah. then these tool bags and this focus panel, or whatever they did, denied him. So, America, this is why you're denied beautiful cards, is because of these stupid panels that they put, they put them through. So, all right, the next one. How much do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> What's wrong with that? 
<laughs> that one might be my favorite. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's up there. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, I'm not hearing the rest yet. <laughs> oh, there's a couple of real singers on here. Oh, I oh, bet there is. There's a couple of wee hees and hoo hoos on here, definitely. <laughs> 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 the next one is, my love for you grows stronger and true, but not nearly as much as Fluffy, my shizu. <laughs> what is wrong with that one? <laughs> Everyone is welcome to love their dog more than anyone else. And Hell yeah. That's Hell America. Yes. You gotta love your dog, man. That's like sitting on a picnic table with a checkered uh, Boston uh, is my best friend, other than you, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Same here. My dog's too, and you know. And I gotta include Val in there. She might listen to this. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, she doesn't listen to her filth. She refuses to, but um, but um, <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. She allows us. She allows me to do it. Doesn't get in the way, you know. And I, that's good enough. Um, but what loving your dog is like sitting on a picnic table, um, yeah. and, and on you know on a farm on a farm country farm in the backyard, and they have that checkered tablecloth, eating apple pie and watermelon. With other little red-haired freckled kids, right? Yeah, yeah. It does not get the Ford truck comes up, and they're like, "Hey, hey, little Jimmy, you want to go bail some hay?" Oh, heck yeah, Paul! Let's go do it. But no, 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 we're denied. No. I, I damn I, it! I know. I'm flabbergasted, Rob. Just flabbergasted. We may have start our own publishing company. I know. I mean, we're the. The public is missing out on this brilliance. Yeah. Yeah. The next one. My love. What is this horrible blister? I probably should inform your slutty sister. <laughs> I will remain... Well, there wasn't an STD involved, but I will remain just uh, um, silent on that one. <laughs> I will remain silent. Oh, yeah, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about anything. My name's Bennett. And there was I no one involved. <laughs> yeah, there was a sister involved. Uh, yeah. But I, that, was, that, that was back in the early 90s. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Mine was probably in the early 90s, too. And, but um, I got the trifecta. I'll tell you about that a little bit later. <laughs> Yeah, three three sisters, but it was like oh, it, three sisters. Yes, Ooh, but it was in like different periods. Like the first between the first sister and the second one was like maybe ten years, and then the third sister was like I don't know shit, maybe twenty years. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was it was a crazy thing, and like it, it, <laughs> yeah. back in the day, I would have bragged about it. Now I'm kind of like on my head in shame and shame. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I did that. I, I'm, I was a different person. I don't know what to say, you know. So. Dude, it's a, it, it, it's always a trophy. Yeah, it's yep. always a trophy. Yep, yep. And and it wasn't twenty years. Actually, it was like you know what? It wasn't that. Anyhow, you know what? It doesn't matter. Um. Okay. Yeah, my good. Mine's a little crazier. Oh, you know what? We can exchange stories later. Uh, off air, right? Okay, <laughs> the next one. Yeah, I tell you mine, you may want me to put it on air. Uh, you know what, when we get done, this is a Valentine's Day, <laughs> this is a Valentine's Day special, okay? So, if you want to get, when we get done, if you want to tell this story, it's open. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, well, no, Yeah, as long as I leave names out, yeah. Well, I'm definitely leaving names out because if they hear this podcast, but, they know but, who they are. But if, but if my cousin in Fort Scott hears it, she's going to die rolling. Oh, okay. Well, no, she knows about it. Oh, okay. It happened in Fort Scott. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. The next one. Our love is so strong and oh so stern. But there's no reason that my pee hole should burn. Another great. That's a classic. I've got oh little tears God. coming out of the side of my eyes. 
You too. That's de- that's caring. You know, my pee hole's burning, so maybe you need to like look into yourself, right? I I, I don't. Yeah. Get it, you know. You know, like I said, I you don't know, get it. I don't get yeah, it. Not nearly as many diseases with a mouth, right? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I was right all along. It's like, hey, man, there's only one way to make sure you don't have a kid, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's two ways. <laughs> so anyhow, um, all right, next one. <laughs> <laughs> I hold you so firm and so tight. Somehow your muffled screams don't sound like good night. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's a great I one. I love that one. I love that one. It sounds like you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, boy, Jeff the X uncovered some shit here, didn't he? Oh, my God, he did. I mean, what is... Oh, no, no. No, no, he's, I know what he's doing. He's working on next year, on this year's Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. Jeffy X, I've got your money here, and uh, I've, I've got it here. We're going to have to, we're going to owe him big this year. Oh, I know, man. Well, he's still to collect for me. He hasn't come by yet, so, you know. And like I said, I don't break the law here. We don't do that. Well, he is busy. He is busy. He's very He told busy. me he will make it by. He okay, told me he good. would make it by. That's cool. And I want to see a Sergeant Pepper's outfit because I hear he wears it everywhere. He wore it when he left here. Yep, he wears it everywhere. He's quite the Beatle fan, so he's nuts. So, and you know, the flying bat suits more at night. You know, kind of like flying around here and there. You know, just terrorizing people and stuff. So, next one. Who is this beauty of all my thoughts? Your homemade lasagna gave me the trots. That is... I knew the great. That is love in its purest. Oh, you're, my God. You're trying to warn your a woman... A woman that gives you lasagna, that gives you the trotch, you're never going to forget that woman. No, I know. You never are. I know. That's true love right there. Yes. And also, you're doing true love by warning her about potential food poisoning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no greater love than that. It's like, look, hun. Uh, no. Yeah. You know that stuff like made me like uh, really like shit everywhere. So maybe you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. I mean, it's out of love. So. Oh, I'm starting to get a little teary eyed here. Me too. Me too. All right. And then finally, the final one is, what a cruel world. Ugh, what a cruel world it would be without your face. I would follow you home, but I'm very sensitive to mace. What is wrong with that? Oh, man. um, They just bombed this whole thing. Yeah, I hold my head down, and I'm sad for America at this point. Oh, wow. I'm sad for us. We're sorry, everybody. You're not going to get to enjoy these cards. Yeah, I know. I I mean, you're not going to be able to enjoy real romance from a card because we have these uptight people and these focus groups. I I just... uh, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm 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 sad. That's what it is. I'm sad. Anyhow, Rob, you might have a story. Yeah, yeah, I got one here. Uh, uh, oh, it ain't gonna be the. Do you remember? Okay. Go oh. Ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, maybe you don't want to tell the other story. It's fine. Yeah, we're gonna hold off on that. Okay. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Rob, with your story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I found this on Do You Remember in the Entertainment section. Oh, okay. Sounds like a website I'd like, actually. Uh, There is an 80s radio station that is the ultimate nostalgia trip, according to this author. Okay, please do tell. Often elements of years past become saturated with nostalgia without us even realizing it until we counter them again. Then comes the shocking jolt of poignant fondness. That's exactly what one music lover of the 80s encountered when she discovered a radio channel called 80s Chill Pill. Is this on the internet? Is this on the internet? 
Uh, actually, I'll get to it, but it's on Sirius XM. Oh, oh, okay. Linda Holmes with NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour recalled needing some tunes to listen to during the day of cleaning. Mm-hmm. It, it was through this quest for just the right rhythm and mood that she found 80's Chill Pill and learned something about the full scope of nostalgic music. How limited our music libraries could be and the way time changes our view of things we never knew we could love. Mm-hmm. Sirius XM has a radio station appropriately called 80's Chill Pill. There's a shockingly effective blend of popular favorites and surprise successes. The latter category came up for Holmes when she heard songs she used to hear plenty of times during her upbringing in the 80s and didn't have any real love for, but they still gave that rush of nostalgia when they came up on the radio because that was um, okay, Rob. Does it? Um, I I like the article and I understand what it's saying primarily. But here's a question I have, trying to take it a little bit further. Um, is there something different? There's 80 radio state. There's 80s radio stations all over the world, all over the country, right? What signifies this? What made this lady just like fall in love with it? Is does it have the old time DJ feel? Does is it the she, song list? Well. Uh, she describes a lineup of 80s chill pill as slow songs for an 8th grade dance. Oh, Some okay. she encountered including Peter Cetera's Glory of Love. Okay, okay, I got it. Featured I got in it. the Karate Kid Part 2. Yep. Dolly Parton's Island in a Stream, Careless Whisper Wham, Can't Fight This Feeling by Aria. Yeah, they're talking about Stink Finger, getting the Stink Finger, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's in, teen, in the back of, music. Yeah, in the back of your brother's car, got a little stink finger from whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're talking about, and that's how come it's so nostalgic. Everybody remembers their first stink finger, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's the slower stuff, like yeah, yeah. they said, the eighth grade like slow dance, the meatloaf, two out of three. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. It probably, probably has it. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. Um, what's the... Uh, yeah, that's uh, on Sirius XM. 80s Chill Pill. 80s Chill Pill. All right, let's take our first break, okay? And then um, I've got I've got to answer someone from Harrisonville really quick uh, when we come back, okay? Because he posed an oh, interesting question. Oh, from Harrisonville. Oh, this guy's really cool. I got it, I got it off the air because people probably won't care. Uh, he listens to our show and analyzes it really well. And I don't think we knew him growing up. He just happened to like the show a lot and find it. I don't know how he found it. I haven't asked him yet. But he had a real interesting question that I want to answer solo. And we'll get to the emails in a podcast or so. So let's take our first break and I'll answer Ronnie and Harrisonville. Be right back. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Garlic mustard could and should be a go-to food during an apocalypse. Garlic mustard is plentiful everywhere. It is actually an invasive weed, but it can be very delicious and easily taken from about any pasture. Garlic mustard can be stewed or even pan-fried for delicious taste. It can also be added to other ingredients, whether it's a salad or any other type of food to enhance it. Garlic mustard should be a go-to staple during the apocalypse. You need protection from fucktards? You have people coming and fucking with you constantly? You need answers? You need solutions? Smack Smack in the nuts. nuts! That's right! Smack in the nuts is what you need! Smack in the nuts, get rid of said losers in no time flat! Smack Smack in in the the nuts! nuts. Available everywhere wherever you buy self-defense items. Here are just a few testimonials from some satisfied customers. Stupid fucksack come to me. He talks stupid. He no let me go. Smell like sack of shit. He spit talk all over. 
I remember smacking balls. I use shit sack. Shit sack lie on ground. I walk off. Thank you, smacking the balls. You saved me from smelly, smelly spit. Well, I had this stupid son of a bitch come around me. Uh, he would not shut his fucking yapper for nothing. He gets up on me and he talks all stupid. And I didn't know what to do. I could not shake this motherfucker like a booger. Then I remember smacking the nuts. I pulled out old smacking the nuts. And that motherfucker went down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Thank you, smacking the nuts. You saved me once again from stupid motherfuckers. Smacking the nuts. Don't leave home without it. A lot of podcasts just come from a can. Here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, we pour our own podcasts. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, no. It's, it's an island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. I can't take my dog to the lake. The ducks keep attacking him. That's what I get for having a purebred dog. <laughs> Next up, things overheard in hell. Dishwala has the top 10 spots on Billboard Hot 100. are back to douchebags and a microphone. I'm the Mark portion of it. And I'm the Rob portion of it. Alright. And together, we are the douchebags said in our name. Um, yes, we are. Yep. Okay, Ronnie and Harrison. Uh, ask anybody that knows me. <laughs> and I think just listen to me, you can tell I'm a douchebag. Okay. Um, Ronnie and Harrisonville has been uh, um, sending me quite a few emails. And yes. he, he informed me uh, about how many episodes we've done up till then. Um, and he informed me about some keynote episodes that he really liked. He really is a fan of the show. He's he's a little bit younger than us. And I don't believe we were trying to figure out if we knew each other. And I don't believe we knew right. each other. He was just below that threshold of people that would hang out with us. You know, he's like maybe okay. seven years, seven years younger or something. Just, you know, okay. yeah. yeah. So he he was below that threshold of who would have hung out with us. But um, he uh, had an interesting question that I'm just going to answer on air. Because... Did he, did he grow up there? Yes. Okay, well, he might possibly know one of my cousins. Okay, you know what? I've got a last name. They may name. have grown up together. I'll tell I don't you, know. I'll tell you the last name off air. Okay. And well, they, I, I wouldn't tell me nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, you can give me the name and I'll send it to him. Yeah, I'll give you the name. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, well, Ronnie in Harrisonville, he asked why and how I became a real sugar snob. And this is self-admitted that I love real sugar Heinz ketchup. I love real sugar uh, Pepsi, real sugar Coke. Real Sugar RC. I don't like corn syrup anymore. And the reason I started on it is might surprise some people. Okay. Um, I used to have this ritual of whenever I would go get gas, I would go into the store and I would buy a soft drink with corn syrup in it, right? Right. Okay. They don't sell, not very many quick trips and stuff like that sell real sugar or anything. They just sell the stuff that sells. You have to go to a bigger store to get right. the real sugar stuff. Well, right. I was like, you know what? I'm getting tired of buying these Pepsis and drinking them out of habit, and it's like an uncontrollable habit. I'm just sitting there. I'm kind of bored. I'm like, you know, I got a lot of driving to do. Let, let me grab this Pepsi. Let me grab this Coke. Okay. Well, since I don't have a taste for corn syrup anymore, I can't stand regular Pepsi or Coca-Cola or anything. And it worked just like I thought it would. Okay. So now, if I go into a quick trip, I can't buy any sodas because they don't taste good to me. The only ones I can buy are the real sugar ones, and that's the reason I did it. 
is to ruin the taste I had for it. And the way to do that is, is like corn syrup. Corn syrup has actually kind of a bitter taste. You think it's sweet, and it is sweet, but it's got a bitter taste with the sweet. And once you start on real sugar, even Heinz ketchup, it's called Simply Heinz, right. the same right. thing. It, it, it tastes so much better, I can't stand regular Heinz ketchup now. And the same way right. with real sugar Coke or whatever it is. You see, and that's why I started doing it. I didn't start it because it was trendy or anything like that. And I don't even know if it's trendy. I don't think it is. But if it was, it wasn't anything except trying to get me to not like the corn syrup, which I can't stand anymore. And it worked. But now the other thing is I go to Costco and they don't sell anything at their gas. You know, they're like gas and get the hell out of here. So I wouldn't be buying a Pepsi anyhow. But if I am at a quick trip or whatever and I'm forced to go into there like, you know, like if I'm out of town or something, I'm, I'm not going to go in there and buy a Pepsi. Because it'll be like, oh, no, no real sugar anything. All right, that's it. And I move on. So it's as simple as that. And it worked. So... Anyhow, um, I appreciate that thought, Ronnie from Harrisonville. I mean, it, it was interesting yeah. that he that he even brought that up. You know, I I didn't think. Yeah. Well, that that right there shows you he does listen. Mm-hmm. And the curiosity really got me too. It's like you really give a shit why I started. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyhow, thank you, Ronnie. Um, I'm kind of liking you, Ronnie. <laughs> He's cool. He's very cool. He has our sense of humor. Uh, he uh, he is a fan of radio, like we like we were or, or are. You know, I mean, a yeah. lot of the radio we loved is dead and gone, and you know. But right. you know, um, he is a fan of radio. He mentioned a few shows that I was very familiar with, and that I love, and I kind of hold dear, and kind of hold um, um, kind of a, a kind of look at this podcast is. Maybe very primitive, but a tribute to those shows. Right. Yeah. It, uh, kind of a salute and saying, hey, guys, thank you. We love what you did, you know. Um, so, anyhow, um, did you ever hear about the pepperoni prank? No. I guess it's something. No, I have not. It's something that's going around now, and I don't know if this particular thing started it or not, but Heather Daughtery said she woke up Wednesday morning to what she thinks is, of all things, pepperoni. What is this story said to herself that morning? I am on camera, so I cannot say the words I exactly use, but and this is from a news excerpt. But what right. is this? From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed down the stairs to the driveway and four slices on the hood and four slices on the trunk, um, is pepperoni. They pepperonied everything in a systemat in a, a systemic order, like uh, like they pepperoni. You know, um, even it was all even. Like there's like four on the sidewalk. There's four um, on the um, driveway before you get to the car. There's four on the hood. There's four on the windshield. There's four on the roof. There's four on the back. You, you see what I mean? And they did like that little, is weird. Yeah, they did patterns of four all over her driveway, and it was all pepperoni. And so, anyhow, I'm like, okay, that's odd, you know. But then I got to reading, and this is something that people are doing to people. It's called being pepperoni. And I'm like, do you really want to waste pepperoni? Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm like that's that's atrocious. It's not right. But and, and not only that, but is it that good of a prank, really? I mean, it, it's weird, but I can't say it's that brilliant of a prank. Chances are, by the time they find it, stray dogs are going to get hold of it anyway. That's the other thing I thought of too. Is yeah, I mean, what about stray animals? Well, you know, yeah, possible, animals. Whatever. A possum will eat it because we throw shit out that uh, we have a possum that comes up. I see him on ring all the time. That possum eats anything. Meat, not meat, anything. I mean, he was eating, yeah. he was eating one of the pumpkins that rotted. I mean, or he or she or whatever. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah, if you come out, a lot of times it's gone because an animal takes it. So I don't understand this pep pepperoni craze. And if anyone knows what it's truly about, if it signifies something or something like that, please email me and let me know. DoucheB66 at Yahoo.com. Email me and let me know what it's about. I, I mean, what are we missing here? Is it like part of a broader thing or is it like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure what it could be. So, um, anyhow, so we're going to go to something a little bit more serious, Rob. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Yeah. Single women home ownership rates were the highest in Delaware, 15.3. Louisiana, 15.2. And Mississippi, 14.8. Were the lowest are North Dakota, 10.7. Alaska, 10.3. And Utah, 9.0. Single women now own more homes than single men in California, and overall, home ownership is majority female now in the U.S. Did you know that? No, I did not. No. My question is, how did this happen? And I'm not dogging it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or nothing like that. How did this happen? Is it because the males let their foot off the gas? and they're not taking care of business like they should have? Or is it because females simply just don't want to put up with them and they're doing their own shit? Or is it a combination of both? I, 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 I think they're getting tired of us. So they're gonna take care of themselves. That's what I think too. I'm glad you. I'm glad that's what you said because that's exactly what I think yeah. too. They get tired of the ball being dropped We're by dropping the nail. the ball. Yeah. We're dropping the ball, so they're gonna pick it up and run with it. Yes, and I know several female people that I know that are going through that with their males. The male doesn't want yeah. to work, you know, get a job for a little bit and then, yeah. oh shit, oh, something yeah. happened to it or, oh man, my my back hurts I can't go to work or whatever. So, you know, and then they're like forced to come up with a majority of it anyhow so what they're doing is I think they're just like, you know what, no man. No, well, no, I don't need not you. an option. If yeah. I'm going to pay for everything I ain't going to put up with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and single moms are... I, I see this every day. Fantastic. I see this every day. Yeah, I do too. And I salute single moms, and I'm a big fan of them because they... Yes, I do. You know, that job that they do is so hard. Well, and it's single so moms or single dads. Yes, there's a lot of single dads out there too. We're not leaving them out too. Yeah. And I do know no, a couple no. of single dads. And they are a damn fine uh, parent, acting like parents... You know, and they're damn fine at it, and they're really good, and they're raising their kids a right way and teach them morals and values and respect. Even though this podcast probably doesn't sound like we appreciate that, we do. (laughs) We (laughs) do. Yes, we do. So, um, anyhow, I just wanted to run that by you because when I read that, I'm like, huh, that's uh, interesting that 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 happened, and it happened a lot quicker. I figured it would have, I figured it would have happened, right? But not this yeah. soon. I thought it was going to take longer. Because you kind of see the writing on the wall with the way a lot of men that we know kind of let their, you know, don't care. Or seemingly doesn't care. You know? It's like, hey, that's your kid. Yeah, okay. You know. Um, anyhow, um, I've got another little story here. And then we can go into what you, if you got something you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I got another little story too. Okay. Everyone by now has looked in one way or another, the video footage of Jason Kelsey shirtless. Well, Oh, and, yeah, there's, there's uh, the, the one that I posted with him on top of the Empire State Building like King Kong and the and the, and the uh, little planes flying by him and all that, that's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I shared one while ago. It's Godzilla versus Kelsey. Oh, I gotta see that. I'll look at that. That looks good. <laughs> So, well, now it appears that AI is added again. This time, Taylor Swift is a subject to being topless in the box as well. That oh, is, yes. thanks to a computer-generated deepfake. The fake photo has been yes. passed around the internet. Taylor is furious, and she's threatened legal action, and I support her a thousand percent. Catch who did it, and prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law, and take every penny you can get from them. Because this is the only way that we're going to slow this thing down at all. Is and if you're interested and you want to look into it, the White House has even gave their opinions about it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, For those that want to do your own research, we're not going into it. Nope, because we promised a long time ago that we are not a political show. Um, nope. You know, when when Topher was doing this show, we were a, a political and, uh, and um, let's see, what else, an entertainment show. But Rob and I right. are less serious whenever we get together. So the natural, um, the natural, um, what would you call it, avenue of the show or whatever, the natural path of the show is to be a comedy show. And also, another reason is this right here. Uh, after Topher, Topher left and I, I hung out with him today, he's a great guy, we get along and everything, he just doesn't want to do this right now. And he might come back at some time, maybe not, but it's no big deal. But... Um, he, he, uh, when I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, uh, he commanded um, a certain amount of higher talk, if you will, right? Right. Because he uh, um, he uh, he's retired now. He does a lot of research on things, and he has a lot of really deep thoughts. And so, when I was doing the show with him. Um, he would bring up stuff that would be thought-provoking that I would have to, like, you know, chime in on and then, like, start talking myself. But Rob and I like to have fun, and that's why we decided together that we wanted to be a comedy, a comedy show and no political at all, because there's people that do political shows much better than us that we could ever do, and we're going to let them do yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, you know what you like now. You know if you're a liberal, you know if you're a conservative. Because I would say the average age of our show is at least 40, if not older. Wouldn't you say? I would say 40 plus is what I'm guessing. Me too. Because the type of humor it is and the stuff we speak about, I think it would be 40 plus at least. So you already know whether you're a liberal. You already know if you're a conservative. You already know if you're an independent. You already know all of this stuff. And there's nothing we're right. going to be able to tell you that's going to make you all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, you changed my mind. Two douchebags in microphones said it so well that I changed from this flaming liberal to a flaming conservative. That just doesn't happen. So to me, it's a waste of breath to even try in our age demographic because everybody is already, already married to what they want to believe. So... Anyhow, but okay, Rob, we got some stuff that you want to get to, but let's take our second break really quick because this show is vastly getting away from us. You notice? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed. Yep. All right. We'll be back in a minute. Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. Hey, look. I think we found land. Oh, my God. I think we're safe. Oh no! It's the island of horrible jokes. Where do polar bears keep their money? In a snowbank. <laughs> Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hey, you forever filled your cell phone library in the pocket, and it's not even in. And now, deep thoughts with Mark. What happens if you get scared half to death twice? Hmm. I may never know. Two douchebags and a microphone says. You ever dream about eating chocolate pudding and wake up with a spoon in your ass? Just asking. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You are dressed like an assistant debate coach at an Ohio State Middle School. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Good news. If your good old pal, your dog, survives the apocalypse too, 
Broadleaf Plantation is a good answer for both of you. The entire plant is edible from root to tip. It can be roasted or raw and is safe for canines and humans. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Hi all, this is Mark here. I'm usually the one telling you what to eat during an apocalypse. Well, this time I decided to go the other way. You ever consider just going to ground zero and saying fuck it? Do you really want to be the guy running around looking for radioactive deer, guessing whether water is not contaminated or not, no food, no shelter, no nothing? Oh no, there's a strong argument that says, you know what, let's just go to ground zero and see what's for us after. Just a thought. Two douchebags and microphone, I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Alright, we're back like promised, and like promised, Rob takes the stage now. In his underwear. And um, a couple of chicken wings that fit his arms. Hey, what I do in my own studio stays in my studio. And face paint. Rob, the show is yours. Uh, <laughs> I ran across this one on Fox Business Travel. Alright. And this, this is a pretty cool story. Alright. Man uses 46-year-old Disney World Pass to be admitted into park. Golden ticket. <laughs> That's the headline. Okay. <laughs> a man has gone viral after showing how he successfully gained admission into a Disney World Park by using a pass that was nearly 50 years old. In a TikTok video garnering more than 8 million views, wow. Matthew Abel said he, he found the pass, which it was in the form of a booklet, and allowed entry into Disney's Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. Abel's found his followers that the Abel's told his followers that the pass had been collecting dust since before he was born, and he assumed it was an old family keepsake. Uh-huh. I realized it had never been used, and there was no expiration date, he added. The, pa the pass, which was purchased in the late 1970s, was good for one day in only one of the parks, Magic Kingdom. Wow. Today, the theme park ticket available at Walt Disney World has a base price of $109 per day. How much was that base price, does it say? Abel said in his TikTok video that his vintage pass cost $8. Oh, wow. Which means the price of the ticket for Disney World has increased by at least 1,262.5%. All that, and they couldn't keep the copyright to Steamboat Willie. Right. They are mismanaging their money, Rob. I know. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, a Magic Kingdom ticket... I don't like this anyway. prices hitting upwards of $184 for those over 10 and $179 for ages 3 to 9 years old. Oh, wow. Jeez. Ugh. Okay, what a great what a great article. Thank you, Rob. Well, um, I've got a neat little article here. Okay. And this comes from uh, KansasCity.com, I believe. All right. Okay. If you ever wanted to live the life of a Bond villain or would prefer contributing to the War Zone's Friday Bunker Talk posts within an actual underground bunker, here's your chance. A Cold War-era communications bunker has emerged for sale 
which unlike many that periodically come onto the market, has been fully renovated and all the conveniences you'd expect in a modern home. And this is in Polo, Missouri, okay? You know where Polo's at, obviously, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I know where Polo is. Little town, north, uh, central almost, Missouri. Anyhow. I, yeah. I know some people up there. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew some people up there, too. Um, okay. Yes, this uh, Doomsday Mansion is turnkey. The bunker in question dates back to the 1960s and is located near Polo, Missouri, which is less than 40 minutes away from Kansas City. It's a little bit more than 40 minutes, wouldn't you say? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah. it is currently up for sale on various real estate brokerage sites, but appears to have originally been listed by the Kansas City-based realtor, Reese Nichols, and we all know them. Yes, it's, yes. It ins, it, inside it boasts a whopping 10,000 square feet of modernized underground space, which has been fully upgraded for 21st century living alongside, alongside some crazy optional extras. What's more, the listing includes 10 acres of land above ground, affording whoever ends up perching an ample space to build around the bunker, is also fully self-efficient, featuring a private water well, a new pump, and a substantial 10,000 gallon stainless steel water holder, water tank, or whatever you want to call it, storage tank, I guess. All seamlessly connected okay. to an Aquasanian water filtration system. I guess Aquasanian, it's a, a brand, I guess. It's Zillow listing notes. The bunker is also equipped with an emergency escape hatch and a towering 177-foot communication tower. The entire lot, in, in, inclusive of the bunker land and other additional structures, is listed at a cool $2 million. Previously, it was listed at 1.4 as of January 1st of this year. The uh, the reason for the sudden incre increase of the price is unclear. While the precise homeowner history, as well as the renovation work inside, first began, remains murky, and they can't really they they can't really pin down it. I guess it appears to have been listed for sale at various points over the past few years. At several points in time, it reportedly could have been yours for well under $1 million. Yet even $2 million is considerably less than the $4.5 million it cost to build in the 1960s, the various real estate listings noted. Wow. Most on a separate eBay lot for sale. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. So, anyhow, back then, if it, it was if it was adjusted for inflation, nowadays, that would cost $40 million to build. So, if you're into bunkers, I would say, since it would cost $40 billion to build, that that would be a hell of a deal, right? Yeah, that would be. Yeah. I mean, if you're into bunkers and all that, you know, or if you're, you know, you're a survivalist or whatever, and you might, you might want a bunker, then that would be a hell of a deal, it sounds like. And also, it has everything you would probably need um, to survive... Um, at least for a while, and uh, and then also um, another thing is is you can listen to two douchebags on microphone and find out what you can eat out in your yard with the apocalypse uh, series that we have going yes, on. Yes, you can. Yeah, you want to eat some dandelion? You want to eat some hickory nuts? You know, um, you want and to more eat importantly, tell you the stuff to stay away from. Yes, yes, we do have a segment on that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep, yep, and. Um, uh, anyhow, um, interesting stuff. So, um, let's see here. Da, 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 looking for some articles here because, you know what, I didn't give a shit. I knew the podcast was coming up and I refused to do any prep. So, <laughs> I was defiant today. Oh, here's one. Jam Master J Trial Begins. Remember him? Run DMC? Yeah. Famous video that brought Aerosmith yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I heard something about that. I, I, yeah. I, I ran across something about it. Well, he was murdered in his studio, I believe, if I remember correctly. And I didn't even know they caught the people, or they think they caught the people who did it, but it sounds like they think they know who did it, and they're on trial. Opening statements began today in a federal trial for the murder of pioneering hip-hop star Jason Mizzle, or Mizell known to fans as Jam Master J. 
who was shot and killed in 2002 at age 30. So, wow, it was that long ago? Wow. 2002. I didn't realize it was that long ago. The case languished for two decades amid stalled investigations and lack of evidence. Carl Jordan Jr., 40, and Ronald Washington, 59, were eventually arrested in 2020 on allegations they shot Jay in his Queen studio. Okay, it wasn't a studio. For reportedly excluding them from plans to sell a shipment of cocaine, prosecutors allege. Ah, you know what? That sucks that he died over drugs, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, that's too bad. Because he didn't have to be a part of that. He made well enough money not to have to sell drugs. So, um, so Jay appeared to be in a drug distribution ring at the time. Claims his family, his family denies that. They say he was not. Both men have pleaded not guilty on all charges. Jay was one-third of Run DMC, views as one of the most influential groups in hip-hop history, and I would have to agree with that. I would call them the most influential, because if they wouldn't have came out with their brand of hip-hop, I don't know if anything else would have hit, honestly. They were like the... Sure. They bridged the gap. They Here, in a nutshell, they brought white people to rap. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And the help of Aerosmith. Yeah, yep. Well, Aerosmith was dead in the water, dude. They could not sell... Yeah, they were. They, they were. could not sell anything. And then when they did the uh, Walk This Way video, um, all of a sudden, Aerosmith started booming, and then they came out with uh, um, Permanent Vacation, I believe it was. And uh, it hit... It hit big time because everybody was reintroduced to Aerosmith because of this video and this song. And the video was groundbreaking too because they um, they were showing about knocking down like walls, right? So you had Run DMC yeah. in one room doing their hip hop and you had Aerosmith in the other room doing their hard rock. So what eventually happened is they kept hearing each other and they tore down the wall and started jamming together. So it was one of those messages thing, but it was so brilliantly done that I'm not sure if a lot of people caught what they were doing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's talking about tearing down walls and, you know, and like basically getting along and, you know, trying to enjoy other people's stuff and all that. So anyhow, it's too bad that uh, Jam Master Jay ended like that because he had a great career and, um, you know, it, it really kind of sucks. So, all right. Um, a teen whose Instagram user is at fishbandit84 has been arrested in Provo, Utah, that's Salt Lake City area, for taping fish to ATMs and other objects. Look this up, Rob. What? <laughs> yes. Taping fish. The set, and like, not like taping, like, uh, um, like a video camera, like masking tape or scotch tape or whatever, whatever will hold the fish. A 17-year-old executed these bizarre pranks more than a dozen times from last August through December. ABC4 and Fox 13 in Salt Lake City reported, but they weren't always in the Provo and, um, uh, and let's see, well, the Salt Lake City areas, basically. It gave some other areas, but no one would know where it's at. So, anyhow, I know a little bit about it. So, yeah. Uh, the Salt Lake City suburbs and surrounding areas. He did some of the strange antics in, internationally too, posting videos on them on his Instagram account where his bio uh, states live, love, tape fish on ATMs. One Instagram video <laughs> shows a fish taped to an ATM in Tokyo in what appears to be a subway station. And he, uh, he said, we're going international. The perpetrator wrote on his post, other fishy videos were uh, purportedly to have been taken in Frankfurt, Germany, Guatemala City, Guatemala, and Phoenix. And yet another one was taken in the bathroom stall at a Bass Pro store. He used a variety of fish such as trout, bluegill, bass, catfish, carp, and crappie. One fish had a cigarette in its mouth. In one, in one incident, he took trout to a Provo police car. <laughs> so, the guy wasn't as um, insane as one would think. 
he was he was doing a gimmick to get people to go to his Instagram account and it worked. That's national news right there. So I would say what he done worked. I don't know if he got in trouble or not. I don't know what kind of trouble you can get for taping fish to something. Is there a law that covers that? Is there something like on a desecrating property or something? Maybe. But it would probably, um, probably be a misdemeanor. It wouldn't be a felony. It'd be something he could get out of easily. Yeah, it'd be a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Now, the question to me is this right here. Did he make any money from the hits that he got on Instagram? Or is he just doing it for notoriety? Did he do all that just to people go, oh, hey, there's a fish bandit? Or did he do, do all that trying to establish a core audience on his Instagram? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyhow, I'll tell you what, for publicity, um, it worked, didn't it? Drugs. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, hey, uh, Fish Bandit, we salute you. Yes, we do. Yep. Uh, anyhow, we're getting towards the end of this podcast. So, Rob, do you have anything you want to say? Anything on your mind? Anything at all? That's about all I got tonight, brother. Mm. I mean, I, I've got things, but, but actually, you... I'm going to be starting a new segment. Oh, cool. Okay. The very best sitcoms of all times. Dude. I'm not, oh. start, I'm not starting it right now. I love that. There is over there is one hundred sitcoms listed. Wow, is this so your best or is this a I'm gonna list? take so many a night and start naming them off. That sounds great. Now is and this And we will start that next podcast. Okay, so I take it this is someone else's list? Yes. Uh actually I found that uh, this is 247 Tempo. Oh, okay. All right. All right, cool. That sounds I, it, great. It came across my phone as a news break. Mm. I got Just you one of those little, stories. one of those clickbait things, but that's cool, man. I would love to hear some of them. I would love to hear clickbait, what... Clickbait, hell. There's a hundred of these dudes. No, well, <laughs> I don't mean clickbait like they suckered you. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, anyhow. Um, cool. All right, well, everybody... But yeah, that's a new segment I'll be starting tomorrow night. That sounds great to me. I, I That sounds awesome. All right, well, everybody, have a good night. Thank you for listening to us. Good night, everybody. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.